fuck is that guy? Listen, I ain't gonna forget about this by the time we hit the motorway. Some might. And, and I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. Christmas. Hello and welcome to episode 208 of the Spitballing Pod. Not just episode 208, this is the 2020 Christmas special. This is maybe the most depressing time of the year, the fact we've had to do the Christmas special remotely. Usually... (laughs) I said last week about it being one of the biggest pods of the year. This is probably the biggest pod of the year. Usually I have one of my like four drinks a year for this. So (laughs) I'll uh, have to push one of them aside because editing it and the way I felt the last few days, we don't need to put a drink on top of that. But we're here. I've got a Christmas t-shirt on because it's hot in my house. We can pretend Jack's got something Christmassy on our shot. So Jack, we've got you covered there. from here downwards, it's the most Christmassy jumper you'll ever see. Me in a Christmas hat on his jumper, that's what we've got. <laughs> but what we're going to do today, we're going to go through the most, well, the best things about Christmas in the opinions of others, whether we think that's the case, our opinions on those. Um, I thought that you three would like me to present this. So I had Alex phoning me on Saturday, getting me out of bed when I was on my on my getting me out of my deathbed to go down to collect a parcel throughout my front door. Um <laughs> open the door of my boxes to get it. So I don't know if Alex did see that, but or if someone walked past, they had a site for a Saturday at about twenty-three <laughs> in the afternoon. Um got you all some very nice thoughtful presents. I'm greeted with this. <laughs> now I know it's mirrored. If you can make this out, <clears throat> 11 pace. <laughs> now, as Alex handed it over, I'm assuming Alex was the mastermind behind it. So if Jack and TK <laughs> want to take themselves out of it and say, look, you didn't have any input on the pace, then that's a good way to get out of it. Because To, to be fair, Alex actually saved you because I said put minus four pace. <laughs> and you, you, you see that I'm deceptively... If we had a race, I would win. Genuinely. Absolutely, genuinely. even with my foot being broken, genuinely. it genuinely I'd still be here. I think that's not that's not joking either. I would smoke you. I would beat I, you on crutches. I would I, I don't, beat you on crutches. I don't, Luke. I don't doubt your pace over five yards, but over 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 a bit more than that. I thought you were about to bat me then. Over nah. I'm deceptively fast. How fast do you think Jack's running? I'm deceptively I'd... quick. I used to play twelve, you know. <laughs> Don't you know? I've seen I've seen the state of people that play rugby. I wouldn't look out of place on a rugby field. Hey, I, I thought your ratings <laughs> were great. I, I, that if you with those sort of stats, you'd sort out Arsenal's defence with those sort of stats. <laughs> yeah. Ninety-nine physicality and uh, ninety defence. Come on. You didn't mean 99 physicality in a nice way, though, did you? <laughs> hey, I meant it in a way that if I were, if we went up in a, if we were going in a one-to-one together, I wouldn't bat my chances. You put it so if you were in a court of law, you had reasonable uh, doubt that you could play. <laughs> but anyway, we'll move on. That's not very Christmassy. <clears throat> so, 
the best things about Christmas I've got down here. The first thing, and one that we've spoken about quite frequently on this podcast, Christmas parties. Um, we had Connor's tale from last week. There was one I told, you'd have to go back, I can maybe put the episode in the description. I don't think the story would fly as well in the current climate as it did back then when we were all laughing. So I just don't want to tell it again in case uh, it's frowned upon. Nothing I did that I'm culpable for. I was just a, I was just a witness. But if we're all laughing at it, it's not going to be a good look. So uh, Guilty by association really there, mate. Yeah, exactly. So I'll say go back and have a listen to that podcast. And hey, we'll take the extra views. <laughs> I, did, I did co-sign that as being uh, my favourite episode ever as well. So there you go. Now, I saw a quote when I was looking for this and someone said, Chris... The Christmas party is the best thing about working in a job where people have less to lose. Do you think that's fair? The less you have to lose in your job, the better the Christmas party is going to be? Yeah, 100%. That is You're going to go balls to the wall all out for that. <laughs> yeah. Now, Jack, you work in... You work in alcohol. You work in the booze business. Yeah. So Does this mean you get a nice, lavish... Christmas party or does it mean you get yeah. a hospitality so, Christmas party with it's a bit of everything really so it's wherever which brewery I'm working for at the time sponsored so kind of the weird the weirdest one was when I worked for Molson Coors obviously based in Burton so they sponsor Burton Football Club so we had the party in their hospitality suite free bar and it just got completely out of hand as you can imagine because all of the beer is free so it's completely, you've got people just drinking 15 to 18 pints and it just got absolutely chaotic. Ended up into the mighty town of Burton itself. Brand, <laughs> new, brand new club who uh, called Alert it was opened by Tim Westwood, no less, <laughs> the week before. Um, we all piled into there, all in our tuxedos because of black tie then. And it was just absolute utter carnage because there was like, I'm not like our managers, people older than us, like in mid 40s, and there was like students because it was the Thursday night. <laughs> so there's students <laughs> in there on a student night as well. And uh, all sorts was going on. Now, Jack's saying it depends where where he's working at the time. Yeah. His LinkedIn looks like Yossi Ben Ayun's transfer history <laughs> of the early 2010s. <laughs> Shifting around settle, everywhere. Can settle. Worse. Did a Molson course, went to Heineken, now at Budweiser. Yeah, Gotta take where where you where the wind takes Some you. Some of the things you say on here, I wouldn't be putting your place of work on there. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you see on, on Twitter LinkedIn. now where the, the thing in on Twitter where uh, people just report like to the employers. Um, as we say, if people, if someone messaged Jack's work, I don't know if you you're aware, he said Chilwell was Chelsea's most important player last <laughs> <time>. <laughs> So if you know the type of person you're working with, yeah. <laughs> yeah. manager pulls him in, Jack, up in the middle of something over the weekend. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, actually, I actually had, I came a copper of that when I had my first job at Curry's when I was like 16. And like Facebook on your phone was like the new big thing. We just got iPhones and everyone had it. I think I put, I, why would, does anyone want to come shopping at like seven o'clock on a boxing day? Because we had to be in a boxing day. Like, fuck off, you wankers, or something like that. <laughs> Someone's gone and printed it out and given it to my boss. <laughs> and I've, I've had a fucking sit down as well with him. How is that? A sit down like you're in the mafia. 
Yeah, literally. He's like, he's as fat as Tony Soprano as well, my old boss. <laughs> Jesus. Um, the next one on the list was Christmas films. Now, we do have the movie podcast where we've worked through some of our favourites. Alex, should we ask you your favourite? I, I almost dread to think. Uh, mine was the one, it's a more recent one, it's the one that I recommended you to watch, Klaus. It was that Netflix one that was released last year. You're not Claws. I'm assuming it's Claws, is it not? No, it's Klaus. It's, it's pronounced Klaus. If you've seen the film, I mean, the character's called Klaus. You haven't and, got right. much in the bank when it comes to how, <laughs> how much leeway you're going to get with your pronunciation. Well, Alex <laughs> said, you should do this one on the podcast. It brought a tear to my eye when I watched it. <laughs> Why are you yeah. crying in Christmas films? It's, 26 it, years old. Hey, it'll touch a nerve with you because you're quite a gift-giving guy. So it's all about it's all about letters and gifts. So just just watch it, and you'll be you'll come back. You'll you'll text me, and you'll just you'll say I've watched it, and I'll know. I'll know. No, I found out what it was like to cry at gift giving on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hey, AJ's giving us a bit of a sneak peek here, actually, of what hot singles in his area look, get the view of. <laughs> <laughs> Me me sat in my room, sat in a it, like in lighting that looks like I'm coming up with an evil plan. I mean, all I've got to do is yeah. that, and I look like I'm coming up with an evil you plan. Got up by a cushion. <laughs> <laughs> um, no shot on the medals today. Yeah. No, I decided That's not for the best. <laughs> I've, I've been going through in December watching some of the Christmas films I hadn't seen so far. So I did watch Love Actually for the first time. Good film, not sure. It was one that should have been heralded quite so much. I'd agree. Um, it's a great film. Hey, it's, it's a good <laughs> film. It wasn't very Christmassy. Snape doing um, the dirt on his misses. Ruining that, Christmas. That Shag guy, that, that kid chasing through um, the airport for that was... First of all, Liam, Liam Neeson took a big risk when his son, <laughs> who doesn't look like the most popular kid in school, <laughs> is saying... He has a thing for the most popular girl in school. He's got to sit him down here and say, look, we've got to get things sorted early. There's levels to this game, son. You <laughs> saw in the, in the in-betweeners, didn't you? Will's mum says to him, you don't go for those kinds of girls. <laughs> Boys like you don't go for girls like that. And that's what he should have said, because he was building him up. Bringing him to the airport and saying, chase him down, could have gone a lot worse. I mean, you look at it as well, and he hands the ticket and then runs through security again. So like, <laughs> it, it, like the layout of this fictitious airport had my kind of like my brain not not quite liking it at all. I agree. Massive continuity error. I, yeah. I there, there was no secu- there was no security check at uh, at that point in the airport. Plus, she that, was the last. That wasn't my issue get- watching the film. Let me tell you. It was it was mine and Jack's. Post nine eleven as well. Just come on. <laughs> what you've got to remember as well, she's the last person getting on her flight, right? And he's just done like an Olympic standard run to get there, and then kind of gets dragged back through by security, followed by this girl. So what's she doing? Just left her family to go to America without her. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Just hold the plane. Hold the plane. You don't see films. Films will never stop. Films will always stop a flight in the name of love. They will. That is always. True. That is true. And they always. I mean, it's a bit. Good luck, Chuck. He has to buy a first-class seat just to get on there. Dollar word. 
this kid didn't have to do that, but maybe Dane Cook didn't fancy the sprint. What were your thoughts on the uh, the best friend scenario? You must have been outraged at that. Yeah, first of all, the cheek of it. Second of all, <laughs> she, she acknowledges that they've never spoken. He gets a few little placards out. <laughs> She's all over it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I disagree. I disagree. I disagree with her running out to give him a kiss after he's done the placards because that that's just giving him false hope and doing the day on her husband. Well, I was thinking we're supposed to be rooting for him here as the people watching the film. We're supposed it's, to be rooting for him. exactly. And I had a bit of a moment. <laughs> Should we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like re- revered as this like big romantic thing, is like. He's done his mate filthy now. His mate's yeah. just inside. <laughs> he knows his mate pretty well by the fact that he banks on his mate just not being the one to open the door because his whole thing, if his mate opens the door and he stood there Same. with his Same box, box. Do, you reckon, do, do you reckon he had a spare set of placards ready just in case? <laughs> <laughs> well, if he comes down, he's like, fucking hell, love, you let all the eat out. And, uh, <laughs> halfway through, he's just his placard. <laughs> <laughs> Says she's perfect. What's this all about? <laughs> He's accused at the start of the film, isn't he, for having a thing for his mate? So I guess he'd have had to just run with it. This <laughs> is true. I, I didn't realise how young Kira Knightley was at the time as well. We're talking like seventeen. She yeah, was the seventeen in that, is she? We do Surely. go way back as well. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure she was about seventeen. Very I remember seeing something time. there was only like five years when they were claiming between the young kid and Kira Knightley. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. She's only, what? Well, you got to think, she's only in her 30s now. Yeah. You got a really great look at some early 2000s fashion there as well. It was very early noise, wasn't it? It was very She's well. She was 18 when, the, when it was filmed and the kid was 13. Right. He was a young developer. Hey, look, it's all above board. Yeah. yeah. What a piece of work she is there. Almost makes me regret some of your actions. Anyway. What about I was the, looking uh... at other Christmas films. There was one which I'm yet to watch called um, The Sure Thing, which is essentially like a 1985 Christmas version of Sex Drive with John Cusack. I've not watched it yet, and it's just doing that over the holidays. It's on my agenda to watch. Um, I'll be home for Christmas, where this kid's a piece of work. He's the classic um, kid you see in American films, where he's like, "Hey, you want some tickets? I can get you those backstage tickets." Somehow, has these connections that helps people cheat on the test and all sorts. His bird is like a 17-year-old Jessica Alba at the time. And I think I said to you about this, TK, they've got him build like front and centre, like this kid's supposed to be the next big thing. Jessica Alba's name isn't even on the poster. He goes on to do Mish, and she goes on to marry Justin Timberlake. So <laughs> that was the pinnacle for her. These things go that way. But yeah, this this kid, he always makes excuses to not go home for Christmas. And... Um, his dad says, if you can get home for Christmas by six o'clock on Christmas Eve, then you can have the Ferrari we've been building all these years. 
And the stepmom says to him quite rightly, like, <clears throat> he he's just taken your money and tried to book some flights away for Christmas. <laughs> and you're uh, you're rewarding him. And he's like, hey, but Harry's going to be home for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my word. I won't ruin the ending, but it's as cheesy as you can imagine. Any other Christmas gems that uh As we didn't uh as we didn't do the pod in the end on Thursday. Yeah. It's my first time watching Bad Santa. I don't think I've ever been so depressed watching a film. <laughs> it's it, it very depressing. It was bleak. There was it was supposed to be dark comedy. I mean they got the bad bit right. It was bad, but yeah. I, I should I should say, um, before we go in on it too much, we may have some new fans off the back of the Bad Santa interview because <laughs> that weirdly picked up um, in the last 24 hours. So I don't know if someone's written about it somewhere, like happened with the Wedding Crashes one. Right. That's the only time I've seen it kind of go up like that after the peak. So that could be why. But yeah, very depressing, the first one. I watched it um, just before we did the interview. And I was like, I'm actually not really enjoying this. I just feel quite bad. <laughs> yeah, it was just like the guy is supposed to be like a, you know, obviously an alcoholic, but he's supposed to see sort of this funny stuff. But it's just like a gritty reality of what an alcoholic actually would be like. Yeah, it's hideous. The, I had to watch like, one... this list afterwards to pick myself up. <laughs> yeah. The hideous. second one's funnier. The second one, I do, I do quite yeah. like the second one. Got Maybe slated. Well, we asked him in the interview. We said because um, he'd waited from being what like eight to being 21 for the second film and right. he said first of all that he was buzzing because he was going to get to party with billy bob thornton he turns up on his first <laughs> day and he gets told he's sober <laughs> brilliant but then i said like obviously you won't have really remembered much of the first time around so when it came to the second time around um tk you've gone silent you've gone portrait again <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but, but when it there you go. But when it came to the second time around, how was it? And he was like, "Well, a bit depressing when the reviews start coming through." And you, oh, this is how it's going to be. But Billy Bob did admit to being drunk while filming Bad Santa One, which probably does come across. Yeah, yeah, that's active. He was in my bad books as well because he was the president in Love Actually, which I actually watched the night before. <laughs> So, <laughs> already in my bad books. And that was going to be up against Elf, wasn't it? Where I had yeah, some got, of my good bits, of, I had some of my good bits of trivia, which I could never use in the end. I've got a great but, story about Elf that just shouldn't be wasted, seeing as we're not doing the podcast. Story of yours? I think I just started sick form at Ribston, and I just kind of started seeing this girl. And is it, we're talking like it's mid-September. Um, you can probably see where it's going, yeah, but then you, yeah. it really doesn't go that way. Um, so <laughs> she invites me around to kind of meet family, meet um, parents and whatnot. And I was redoing year 12 because of, well, I was actually the when I was in year 12. So I was actually in the same year as her younger brother, um, who was also in year 12 and she was in year 13. Anyway, we, we we were in the same form and we barely spoke. And I don't think I've ever said a word to him, actually. And we turn up <laughs> at this house and their whole family's in the living room. And we're talking mum, dad, brother, everyone. And they've got these two small two-seater sofas. And the dad's just kind of whistling a tune while I was like reading a paper. I thought, 
hang on, this is this is a bit off. And it's, you think it's like the usual, hi, how you doing upstairs, put a movie on or whatever. You, that's the way you think this is going. But no, it's, oh, did you want to come out and watch Elf? And I thought like, yeah, <laughs> funny, yeah, okay, let's go around. So I would then had to sit down wedged between her and her mum <laughs> mid-September and watch the whole of Elf with them, the whole family. <laughs> What? And I've, I've had like just I've never been able to watch Elf again really in the same in the same way. So if you can imagine me like across the room as dad won't put the paper down and he read the entire but it took him the length of the film to read the paper. So this is what we're dealing with. These are the kind of people we're dealing with here. And then we've got this kid that's in my form that I've never spoken to. He's like really <laughs> quiet. And again, we didn't really speak then either. And I'm sat between this girl that I'm seeing and her mum. And like, God, I'd be 17 again, eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, oh Jesus. And then, like, was... let, later down the line, that's when Frozen Planet became a big thing when it first came out. And the girl asked me, how did they get the cameras to the other planet? And I was like, what are you on about? Thinking she's like pulling my leg a little bit. But oh no, she genuinely thought that Frozen Planet was a different planet. And then, needless to say, it didn't work out. No. Uh, uh, what, what, what we would have given for a goggle box esque sort of camera in the room for that entire experience. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it was very entertaining. <laughs> no, but it would have been, well, yeah, we were, probably would have only needed five minutes of viewing just to laugh, or get other laughs in, and then would have been awkward. And we... Just keep cutting to silence every time you get to that house, just in case the paper's like... turning. <laughs> and I, as well, the, the part I forgot the part in Elf where he drinks that coke. It was like deathly silent for pretty much the whole film, and he drinks that coke and does that massive burp, and like the whole family are in hysterics. <laughs> the paper's been put down, heads have been thrown <laughs> back. And I'm just there, like fucking get me out of here. <laughs> that was that was the trivia I had for the podcast that the guy that does the burp for that sound effect is. Um, the voice of Pinky and Pinky in the Brain brought in just to do that burp. And that's <laughs> that what he's credited for on Elf. That is excellent trivia. So, and Elf 2, Will Ferrell was offered originally 13 million to do it. Said no. A couple of years later, they came back offering him 40 and he turned it down again. Apparently, him and John Favreau just do not get on. What the hell? Um, John John Favreau in turn decided to um, make his way into the Marvel universe, so didn't work out too badly for him. They've both done okay, haven't they? Yeah, I think it's better as a standalone film as well. I think it's one of those that you don't want to kill it with having two. Well, Will yeah. Ferrell says he doesn't want to do sequels, and we just know the sequel he is going to do is just going to be something horrific. <sighs> Sherlock Holmes or something. Oh. Um, Christmas music I think we somewhat went through with um, Connor on the controversies we get every year with Fairy Tale of New York and so on so has anyone got bored of Christmas music yet or are they still very much uh, in the I, festive flow of things I, I, myself, like, I was in Tesco earlier and I was kind of like humming along to the music and because we haven't been able to go outside, I've barely heard any. So it's actually mm. quite it's quite novel hearing it for like the, some of the first times this year. My mum's had it on since about Halloween. <laughs> she, yeah. she, could be, she could be friends with uh, 
the person in the story before. <laughs> I think this 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 year everyone just thought if you embrace Christmas early, then the year was suddenly gonna have like a magical end to it and it just hasn't quite worked. You'll feel that shit. Especially yeah. if we people had... did that and then that's how tier four happened. Have we had the news yet that confirmed that they're meant to be cancelling sport for the next two months? Don't think it's confirmed, is it? Let's hope not. Rough for the podcast. Some of those, uh, some of those other podcasts were rough. I mean, we had a a a forty-minute subject on whether Alex was blonde or not. (laughs) (laughs) Those the highlights episode. The biggest, the biggest, the biggest controversy of uh, of the COVID era that mm. to this day um, did, didn't happen. So the next one on the list was Christmas morning. The best thing about Christmas. Do do you all still get up early on Christmas, or are you very much uh, bar humbug oh. now, or are you uh, our, just our house, your usual time? Our house is um, very quite like it's very regimented. The mum, the mother cracks the whip with organised times of I'm various things sure that need to happen. That. Yeah, so, that well. so yeah, no, so so um, we're, we'll be up even though we're past that point now where me and the younger brothers want to be up at like four or five o'clock in the morning because we were those kids. Four o'clock in the um, morning. Yeah, but <laughs> so li- li- I think I, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the record was. I think it was. Ben, or otherwise known as Jen, phone. <laughs> uh, the uh, um, the I think it. I think his record was two a.m. in the morning. He walks into my parents' room. He's like, "Can we get up now?" <laughs> Just like, absolutely not. Yeah, but so. yeah, we uh, we're normally woken up now to have breakfast at probably about seven o'clock at the seven seven thirty at the latest because that's it. We've got a certain certain timelines have been kept. Yeah, you got yeah. it. We used to be six. Six o'clock would be the would be the time. Sit in bed and open your stocking. Then there'd be some more things downstairs. Yeah, this year is actually quite good because coming into like around the 2014 era, that's when I started being the ruined Christmas crowd. Oh no! Get like dragged out on fucking Christmas Eve. Because like the excuse. I've got PTSD. Always work of it's Christmas. (laughs) Like, like, why not? Literally the whole month you could say that. I, I, I've heard. I, I don't know if it's a myth or not, but I've I've never been out on Christmas Eve. But I've heard Christmas Eve is one of the best nights to go out on. It's, is it true? It's just fucking not for me. It wasn't. Full of wrongins, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you know, like the girl from um, um, the night before who hates Christmas. Yeah. Go out and get steaming and ruin Christmas for everyone. That that is the crowd that's out. So it's eventful, if nothing else. <laughs> oh, the last That's, thing I was cracking my head on the shooter's floor, which is a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> yeah. I do, Thanks I do, that. I do remember my brother. I can't remember if he went through with it in the end, but I do remember my brother saying that he was going to be going out on Christmas Eve, and the stare of yeah, death, the, the standoff, the standoff with my mum. Bloody hell. I think blood would have literally been spilled. <laughs> should, you should have made him have a, a Western-style standoff. It was like that. It was like that. It was one one end of the kitchen and the other, and I was in the middle. Like, I'm going to be collateral damage in a second here. Because <laughs> so, this, this was tied in. The next one was um, believing in Father Christmas or Santa Claus, whatever you uh, called it when you were younger. TK, I can't ever imagine you being a kid. 
<laughs> well, I imagine you were like three or four years old going like, no, don't worry about it. Let, let, let me have a lion. It's a pretty, uh... like, you know, when, you know, when you see like caricatures and it's like, um, like an adult head on a kid's body, I just imagine it being like that. A little, saying he's... A little, like a little tash and everything. <laughs> You're saying he's like Benjamin Button. <laughs> well, no, that... I don't think he's going the other way, but I just, yeah, there they are. <laughs> I can't imagine TK believing in Father Christmas. Yeah, I was a skeptic. I was an early skeptic. I can't lie. You, you're not a million miles off. In fairness, you're not a million miles off. I actually, um, I watched um, Polar Express earlier, and the kid having a little like file of where he thinks he's he's got it all sussed out, and he's just got this big thing they zoom in on where it says like the North Pole is devoid of life, and he's like nodding to himself, and they go past a shop where. There's like a mechanical Santa in the window and he sees the cogs in his back and he goes, hmm, well, he, <laughs> sussed, he sussed something really big. Sensational. I remember on on Christmas morning when, when you opened your stuff up and then I'd be going over to my grandma's to sort uh, dinner out. And I got Call of Duty World at War, so the first like World War II one they did on the Xbox going to play that and usually it'd be like you don't play games on Christmas Day that kind of thing and I think I was given like an hour before I had to go over Red Rings of Death on Christmas Day oh the the depression there and until everyone found out that hack where you had to like wrap it in a damp towel for as long as until it got working again like that can't ever have been good for the system (laughs) That was, I think it was that a very temporary the, fix, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that was back in the day where you could pull out your Wi-Fi receiver in the back of the Xbox and do the Ultimate Team packs cheat, where you bought a pack. I wasn't online back out, in them days. Pulled out the receiver and then put your, put it back in, restarted your Xbox, and you had the pack that didn't spend the money, and you could just literally just... What the hell? Defraud... FIFA. <laughs> I remember f- finally getting um, Xbox Live, and we none of us had laptops then, so we just had the computer. So I had to plug the Ethernet cable into the Xbox. Finally um, getting it, and I went to put my name originally as uh, Luke the Legend Creative, <laughs> and somehow spelt it, and so I was stuck with. Um, Luke, Luke the Legine, um, <laughs> like I was um, some French kid, for, so it's like Luke the Legine for there on until I could. Because uh, I was, I wasn't going to pay. What you had to pay like five, six quid to change the name on there. So I wasn't yeah. going to do that. So I was stuck with it. What were your gamer tags back in the day? I'm a Smackerjack fourteen, and I, I, lost, <laughs> I lost the password to the email I was linked to. Oh dear, mine. Schultz these days so people know they're dealing with a mafioso <laughs> mine was uh, Captain, Captain Jonesy <laughs> yes it was yes it was you get some proper dark ones these days Where they say like stand up to racism and then EA are allowing people to call themselves all sorts yeah there's some bad ones on there but we were playing pro clubs not long ago and we were like 
oh wow, there's not actually any racist names. And then they scored and the team name popped up. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the worst well, one you, I've ever seen. You know the type you're playing when your skin tone is just set to as dark as it can go, and you know they're not black, because yeah. suddenly they're, they're midgets and they've got, like, green hair and a blue beard, and it's like, I know what's going on here. And you just know you're in for a vile game. <laughs> um, Alex, at what age did you stop believing in Father Christmas? I fear this could be worrying. <laughs> uh, must have been like si- still in single digits. I'm pretty sure, uh, like before the age of ten, like maybe say, seven, six, eight. six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it was last year. All right, it was last year. Yeah, yeah. I was in single digits. I remember finding out and not wanting to say because I thought it would upset my mum. If she yes, knew yes. that I knew because I was awake when she uh, brought the stocking in one time, dropped it oh, on my no. feet too heavy. No. And I just had to sit there like <laughs> I've seen I've seen within the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was completely thrown by I don't know if your parents did it, the white footprints by the Santa Paula. It did that for my boots. youngest brother, yeah. Yeah, so I was completely sold by that for years. I think uh, I think the eye-opening moment for me where I started to question everything in life was when I was awake and played like pretended to be asleep when my uh, my dad or my mum was slipping a pound under my pillow for the tooth fairy and I was I'm like glad. that that's when I started to question everything. I'm glad that there'll be some parents that were considerably more generous than others. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be like one kid in your school who'd be getting like a fiver for every baby tooth. <laughs> wow. Um. What else have we got here? So, giving presents. I like this until I had to start buying for more people. Yeah. If I could just buy for who I wanted to buy for, I'd love it. All good. But Agreed. You buy yes. for someone one year and you're stuck for next year. Well, I've, got to get, I've got to get you one now. And it's worse when you know they're not going to like it. Mm. But you've just got to have, they've just got to have something to open. You need a collective break. One of you needs to forget one year, they hear, right, you're out. (laughs) I've always had quite a small family, so it's always been my mum and dad. Grandparents, where they would get you something, but you didn't have to get them something. The perfect kind of grandparents. (laughs) Um, And I have one uncle that I barely see, and then my aunties, they always, again, used to give me presents, I never have to give them back. So Christmas used to be great. A month after my birthday, it was just a month of just being spoiled rotten. And then as you get older, you're like, oh, shit, now I have to start buying them stuff. And then, like, when your family grows, if you kind of get with someone or something, they've got a large family, then you've got to buy more. And it's just a slippery slope. I remember on the subject of getting presents, I think I was like, I must have been about 16, seven, no, I was about 15, 16, year nine or whatever year, whatever age you are in year nine. I started going out with this girl from Chantham Ladies College just before Christmas. And I was like proper hyped because I'd been to a family's house <laughs> and it was just fucking massive. Uh, and I was just like, oh, you know, here we go, this is going to be brilliant. <laughs> um, anyway, she gives me this present and it's a scarf from River Island. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Oh, <laughs> God. 
That's gratitude. That that's gratitude. What what's what's your um like grateful face like? Are you good at hiding if um like? <laughs> oh, it's amazing. <laughs> that's great. Gonna buy this because <laughs> we've got people in my family who are awful at it at hiding what when they don't like it. My dear, and my it irritates God. me when I've spent money on it. My, Especially my if I put thought into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I my dad opens something, it's not quite right. You know, you know. <laughs> you're going straight back to that shelf, and you're getting a. Reason. I got this. I bought this um, this painted canvas a few years back. Someone in my family, and I was well pleased with it. I saw them open it, and they went, "What is it?" <laughs> I was raging. I sat there a lot. No way. Oh dear. Yeah, that's not the best. Well, I can be, I can be bought something which is. Oh, I know you haven't put much thought into this one. Oh, brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> what was your face for when I go jogging? <laughs> what was your What was your face when you opened the Tyson Fury uh, autobiography? That that was worse because um, that that was my auntie and she got she likes doing the thing where to like gas herself up like I've got something classy. So we're sat for Christmas dinner and she's randomly like, "Who's your uh, fav? Who's your favourite boxers then, Luke?" And I was like, "I mean, of the heavyweights, Deontay Wilder, Golovkin. There was Groves. He's retired." She went, "You like uh, you like Tyson Fury as well, don't mm-hmm. you?" Cannot stand him. There is, <laughs> one, there is not one person in sport I detest more. I said, Honestly, and I was going like, there is, I don't think I've ever disliked someone as much as this. I said, I had a signed glove from him, gave it away. Don't want anything to do with a bloke. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I opened up, and then I got the present, opened it up. Tyson Facebook, and I went, <laughs> I can't even really hide this because <laughs> you, you know. And then I, I said, I said, I said, it's your fault for asking. If you hadn't, you could have felt good because I would have told you I like this. Oh no! <laughs> so she came up to me later in the day and was like, "You don't like that book, do you?" I was like, "I don't know what you want me to say here." <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! I um I haven't really got any. So it, it's it's not been hidden, but my mum has got a bad track record of she likes to buy try likes to try and buy items of clothing for me, Ben, Harry, and my dad. Uh, my dad just get, my dad just gets what he's like is gets what he's given and he's happy. But Ben and Harry are quite quite specific with what they want to wear. Like literally, they're they're like their designer brands and they're very specific. One year, she got jumper. Uh, no, no. One year, um, one year, she she gave us all matching fingerless gloves and thought it was going to be a hit. <laughs> Actually, I had this, I had this as well. Was it the one? No, go on. Oh, no, 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 no. But it was just like there was no there was no effort. At, like, her mind is your mother, and she's bought what she thinks is a really thoughtful, cute gift. There was no remorse from Ben or Harry. Like, literally, it was along the lines of, 
what what the hell are you doing <laughs> what the hell are you doing like completely shut it down and literally i think that was the year where it went on to it's like just don't buy us any clothes mum. just please you banned from buying clothes <laughs> it's just like properly crushed i was like i'm gonna try and wear these because i feel terrible heartless those two heartless <laughs> we had the year you know when it became a thing where you get the gloves where you're supposed to be able to use your touch phone at the yeah. same with, with them being on one thought they were going to be a hit, and they weren't. <laughs> See, I wasn't as grateful as Alex's brothers, though. They seem like absolute nightmares. They, they're, they're savage when it comes to clothing. She's she's made a few attempts since to buy them a single item of clothing, and it's never gone down well. Literally, it's the eye roll and straight like literally, it's like it's like Dudley from Harry Potter. It is literally your like other, that. Your other brother um, followed the podcast on Instagram today, opening himself up. If I need to get back in touch the other way. For any comments so dangerous on his behalf <laughs> yeah yeah he's he's become quite a keen listener suspiciously as jen bones has become more active he's a chelsea fan as well jack didn't you didn't you go abroad one christmas with your girlfriend or was that around christmas so we got back we flew back on christmas eve that was we went to germany um so you're not seeing the films you don't yeah, fly back on Christmas it, Eve. It was, just, it was just like that as well. It was absolute carnage. We got the train to like, where did we catch it? Dortmund, I think we flew from. And, um, or Dusseldorf. One of the two. Anyway, we're queuing up and it's like four in the morning. Queuing up it to go through security, to go through the gates. And like, I've never seen just such a mass of people in my entire life. Anyway, they form this like really orderly queue that goes around the outside of the whole airport. And everyone was like really ordered. We got to like halfway. And then half of the queue just broke off and thought, you know what, fuck this. Turned around and just pushed forward. So we were like right at the back. What? Like an hour to get to our gate, essentially. Do you say Germans hate queuing? Yeah. Anyway, we um, we finally got to the desk and we're going to have to run, otherwise you're not going to make it. (laughs) We're like, well, that's exactly what you want to hear. So, and like this crash of people, I just had to start barging people out of the way. <laughs> and I had to like learn the German for in short, um, excuse me. And I was like, fuck it, just barging people out of the way. And we get to security. Sarah, at the time, I couldn't speak German. So Sarah was like in avid conversation with this security guard. Next thing I know, full blown arguments like kicked off. She's run off like in a, like a piss with this security guard that won't let us go through. And we had to sprint through the entire airport. It was like um, Love Actually. And we <laughs> just made the plane as like, the last people. Like, I love seeing people sprint for public transport. Yes, but it is great until you have to do it yourself. But that's yeah. the internal shame. You know when you try and do the, the kind of walk run where yeah. you're trying <laughs> to like, right, I need to run really quickly, but I need to look like I'm walking. You and then you like, do the, if, if you miss it, Look around like you're not bothered. Yeah, friend. like yeah. I'll just do that for You've got to be honest. <laughs> when I miss public transport, the, the the Jose smile when something goes wrong and the game comes out. You have a little yeah. laugh to yourself, like, and all the people on the bus know he's raging here. <laughs> Couldn't be one of them people that stands and like taps on the window, like the bus driver is going to go. You know what? Now you've banged on the window. When you come on, I'd love to stop for you. Well, that's the thing. Like, if I was a bus driver and someone banged on the window, I would actually it'd be vindication for me to not stop. 
I'd get more enjoyment out of not stopping. I I tweeted ages ago that they should set up um, TV cameras at some of the busiest um, like stations in London and just let you watch people sprint and bet whether they're going to make it or not. And also, <laughs> it'd be unbelievable. Um, next on the list was Turkey. Jack strikes me as a fussy man that wouldn't like turkey. Me? Man, yeah. I'm, 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 human. I'm a human being. I'll eat anything. <laughs> you're a human turkey. Anything. Anything. <laughs> Pretty much. That could be our next like, pod feature. Any normal food, food stuff. Hey, Jack, if there's no sport, we might just have to do these uh, Zoom calls with you just eating whatever we suggest that for the week. Bush Bush took a trial. If we went away from Fear Factor and made it more like actual edible things that are just completely obscure, I would do it. We'll just watch Jack eat a foul curry on a Monday. Yeah. (laughs) I I would do that 100%. I love spicy food. Interesting. Pork and apple or turkey and cranberry? Oh, Jesus. That is a hard choice. Both. Yeah, both. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to go... I'm asking a question if someone says both. What was the point in asking the question? Is it it, Christmas Day specific? I'll stick with turkey and cranberry. In general. general. How often do you have turkey and cranberry when it's not Christmas? Why you pork Just up? asking the flavour combination. Yeah. You're as bad as Alex for asking hypotheticals. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Your questions usually just have a little more logic to them. I'm going to go with turkey. Tur- I'm going to go with turkey and cranberry. What have we got next on the list? Mince pies. Never been a fan. Brilliant. No? Again, amazing. Give me, give me more. Yeah, I'm with you. I can see why people don't like him, but they're stunning. They've grown Christmas they, pudding, man, either. Uh, they've, mince pies have sort of grown on me with age. Like my mum's done some cracking home baked ones over the years, and they've just sort of grown on me. Christmas pudding really does show, I've said it before, but it shows the depths that tradition can go to because you're not having it because you want it. Almost every other pudding is better, but you're just going, I'll get it down, me. Yeah. I'll tell you what, actually. So my brother has got a weird, like, so a Christmas tradition in our family is one of the dessert options has to be a Viennetta. Like, like my brothers, my Ben in particular. Yeah, Viennetta is all right, but let's be honest, when you've got, like, my mum's fresh baked goods, which are pretty damn good. And then you've got my yeah. brothers who literally, it, they, they, what, 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 what they want, what they want is just a Viennetta. Like it, like as standards, they're like, it's literally looking at a, a gourmet buffet. Nah, nah, I think I'll go, I think I'll go to Tesco's and pick myself a Viennetta. I'll have so a Sorry. <laughs> hey, AJ, can I just stop you there? Cause there's a silhouette of a giant dildo on you. <laughs> It's my bottle. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bottle. Uh, <laughs> like it's the same. <laughs> His mum's fresh baked goods. Which member some of Sean said to me the other day. You are dropping some mask. serious innuendos tonight, mate. I have to say. <laughs> Parents creeping into your room and slipping a pound under the pillow. That was that was one. 
Sure. Where was going. Without waking him up. Yeah. Sean was giving your mum some props to me the other day on Instagram. It wasn't, it about, it wasn't about fresh baked goods, though. Well, anyway. Well, there's a reason he's on the run. <laughs> spoken about Christmas morning. Um, Christmas evening, I've said on air many times before. There are a few times I'm happier than done all the opening the presents. I've come upstairs, NBA, Christmas NBA is on the TV. I've got a nice cherry Coke or a Red Bull on the side if I'm in it for the long haul. I've got an individual trifle in front of me ready to tuck away. <laughs> and I'm just leant back. And I, that is pure... I don't know the right word. Contentment? That's the word. Never as content as just in that moment there. I have a little look around like this is it. This <laughs> is it for me. I said to my mum, she's going to need to pick up a trifle. She said, oh, so I'm going to make one. I said, no, I need my own for, for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you say the individual trifle, you just mean a trifle that you are having as an individual. Yeah, yeah. This is, yeah. This is not a one-person trifle. I should hasten The only to trifle I struggle to tuck away on my own is the, is the chocolate one, just because it's so rich. Yeah, and I probably could, but I'd feel awful after. Well, I've got me a trifle recently and a pineapple in it. It was so weird. In the end, I I just left the bottom and just ate ate the top two ate the top two layers. Not it was for me, rough. thank you. That not yeah, for it was me. rough. Um, I assume Jack and TK are probably drinking Christmas Day into the evening, and Alex is having a snooze before an early run in the morning. Uh, not last. No, no, not really. I'd probably be normally. In the evening, we sort of get the because every year you get board games and stuff like family games and stuff, and we're normally into that in the evening. I do recall a weird, a weird Christmas once where we were around my grandparents and we ended up oh, playing Cards Against Humanity, which with, 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 with my no, 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 with let, let me just be clear with my mum, my dad, my uncle, and all my grandparents, and it was like. I, I, of all the things I expected to be doing on Christmas Day, it was not playing Cards Against Humanity with my family. And there were some rough, there were some rough answers, really oh, rough answers. Yeah. It's just like... We're getting a glimpse into the Germans here, to be honest. Yeah, the night found out who your dad really was. My dad's got a sense of humour of, of a five-year-old, so his was just silly answers. The dark ones really came from, well, no guesses who the dark ones came from. But uh, but it wasn't me. Just to be clear, it was the well Jen. We'll call it for now. Yeah. <laughs> but, we, had, yeah. we had a manager at my last work who came came into the job, and her way of trying to like uh, bond and kind of break the ice was she brought in cards of humanity on her first day and would like lay them out at people's table like go on. Like, you don't know you've got here. I'm I'm not going to be playing this with you. See that that's actually quite good because she can really then decipher between who's a good crack. No, nah, it was good. weird. It was you weird. Get sucked. <laughs> yeah, that's Ex- true. exactly. It was like there's no right way <laughs> yeah. to do this here. You got yeah. to strike the right balance. Yeah, you go too far. It's like sorry, you go, you're gone. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have got it, but have you ever played Jackbox on their Xbox or PlayStation? They've got a thing called Britlash on there. That separates the men from the boys as well. 
all the stickers from the Nothing. I always hear of people playing board games and sh- uh, charades, charades, and things like that on Christmas. Could never picture my family doing that, and could not think of anything worse either. Than being I certainly couldn't picture you doing game. it with them now. No. To be, to be fair, like around, you kind of, I'd say the wind down stages, like food coma, like 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., like your bucks fizz high is kind of, <laughs> your head's starting to hurt. You've got, you Von have the Ryan, sleepy pipe. Yeah, you've got Von Ryan's Express or The Great Escape on TV, either <laughs> or, both after each other, depending. <laughs> Dad's falling asleep, snoring his head off. Your mum's trying to go around tidying up the dinner table and then you're just sat there and there's some kind of weird purgatory where you don't know whether to carry on drinking or you don't know whether just to call it a night at 7pm and just think, right, see you in the morning. Yeah. He's absolutely right. Thank God I'm straight edge. (laughs) Yeah. There's always a bit of a... uh, I think there's always been like normally whack on one of the films which somebody's got for Christmas or what like one of the Christmas specials of that year. I think it was the Gavin and Stacey Christmas special that was whacked on last year, which was a bit dull for me because I haven't I'm not a massive I'm not a massive Gavin and Stacey fan. I, like, it's all right. I have. I've seen them but like like Dread they're good. They're good but committed. I'm not a massive fan. Yeah, I'm not fully committed to it. What else have we got on the list? Time off work. I guess it depends on your job whether you have much time off work. I broke up for Christmas on November the second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I still haven't come back. What? I'm still, still on furlough. You say Word. November the second. I swear you went back for a week in between so, being furloughed anyway. So went got furloughed April. Went back um, July, and then. Literally, I think we went, yeah, you're right. We kind of went back for like two days to be told, actually, no, you're still staying in bed. <laughs> Not enough pubs have reopened yet, so there's no so way. I'm saying no work November the 2nd is actually putting it nicely. <laughs> yeah, this, this year has been mental, to be fair. Only we all had as much time off as TK. I, I've worked for Budweiser for 10 months. And five, five of those <laughs> months I've been on furlough. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Our, um, I've done it quite well this year. Last year I was off work anyway because I was in hospital for half of December and all that. But this year our company shutdown is normally runs from Christmas Eve until second uh, of January. This year I haven't spent my annual leave on races, so I saw it early and got on it. Uh, yeah, on, ra- on racing I normally use all my annual leave on racing. Take, so that- he has to take a day off afterwards because he's done a bit of running. No, no, no. It's the day. It's the week before if I'm racing abroad. But, uh, but yeah. So I obviously Christmas this year falls on a Friday, um, and you've got New Year's Eve or New Year's Day falls on a Friday. Yes. So you've okay. got the Saturday and the Sunday off. So the return to work would be the fourth. So I've booked off this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I've got over two weeks off because of that. So I've done it quite well this year. See, what I'm going to miss this year is that absolute week of mayhem from Christmas, well, from Boxing Day to New Year's Eve, where no one knows what the fuck's going on. People could be working nine till five. People could have all the time off in the world. What everyone knows is happening is people are getting fucked up. And this year, we're going to miss out on all of that. I've still got some stuff planned in, like tears permitting. 
But it's, it's also gonna, it's going to be wrapped up warm sitting outside the Exmouth Arms. This year has also been a large amount of that. Just no one really knows what day it is. Yeah, they're not yeah, going to work, true. but they're sat around thinking maybe I'll have a drink. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, lock, lockdown one was a lot better to cope with because you could sit outside with a beer at 2 a, like 2 p.m. in the sunshine and not judge yourself. Whereas if you try to do that now, that's when you it start to judge It looks extra tragic, yeah. You're really committed to it when you're doing that. Putting coat on, pissing down the rain with a bottle of butter. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know Christmas wasn't always on December 25th? Yeah. Yeah, do something about like that. It got moved because of a pagan... Um, Christianity wanted to take over a pagan small day. So the Christians moved it to December 25th to try and. See, well, Christmas celebrates the birth of Jesus Christ. There's no mention of December 25th in the Bible. Most, histi- most historians actually say that Jesus was born in the spring. So. Yeah. Two Constant- birthdays. I believe really. it was Constantine, the Roman emperor, that did that to try and when he switched the. It's something to do with the moon Christianity in terms of. Get me in a pub quiz. Yeah, come on. Yeah, Jesus. Well, because I, yeah, there was the reason I didn't take it down because I thought no one's going to be interested in this. And he thought Jack would know that. Well, Jack fell in the blanks anyway. There we go. Did you know around fifteen thousand Americans are sent to hospital each year trying to decorate their homes? <laughs> well, after seeing their Christmas movies, I can see why. It just seems the norm yeah. to fall off the roof. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What else have we got on this list? Um. Eating too much, which we've covered. <clears throat> Pulling crackers. It's weird. Alex isn't it? strikes like, me as a cheater when it comes to pulling crackers. For sure. Yes. But he holds over half. There's yeah. like a winning formula to it, and then you feel guilty because your mum's not got a hat. Then <laughs> you by the end, and you're like, right. And then there's always that awkward moment when you hold it right by the end and you still win. And you're like, oh, fuck, so just have my hat. The hats don't <laughs> fit on my head anyway. So I'm glad we the visual demonstration there. <laughs> I wouldn't know what you're on about otherwise. No, I'm just showing how big my head is. <laughs> a big big head. bowling ball. Has um, anybody has anybody ever actually kept something they've got out of a cracker? Bottle opener for on a key ring. It's always a, a good one. Nail clippers as well, because no, you can always do with those. They're not bad. I'm gonna tell you that. Yeah, I'll, 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 nail's bigger than the clipper. I think I got one of them things once. It's like a little uh, ball on the string where you have to kind of flick it into the cup. I quite enjoyed that. That's a good game. Underrated game for boredom. Yeah. And a little uh, like balancing one where you got the ball in there and you got to try and get it through the maze. That's a good one. Obviously good crackers that year. Um. Mold wine, not for me. No, don't like wine. You don't like wine. Drinks. That is unfortunate. I don't like I, hot I, drinks really. You don't like red wine. He doesn't like hot drinks. He doesn't no. like booze. So it's a bad combo. Yeah. Take your wine. Know. I don't know why. Horrible. Yet, but yeah, mold wine's always been a bit over my head. I'll do it for the sake of tradition, but it's not a. Yeah. It's not it's enjoyable. Really nice, like, if you're at a Christmas market, you're taking it. But I'm not having it any other day of the year. No. Not any any other setting. How do you feel about a bit of port, Luke? Port? You had port? I don't like wine. Do you think I'm going to like port? <laughs> I don't know. 
Disgusted. Eggnog. So eggnog is one that I never had that. You see no, movies all the time, and I've never had it. And it's like I, you're led to believe when you're a kid that it's a lot more prevalent than it is. Very American, like, isn't it? It's like quicksand in movies. I always thought my adult life is going to be plagued with quicksand moments where I have to overcome a quicksand or leeches. Eggnog I'll is ask, the same thing. I'll ask the stupid question for uh, anyone here. Is there egg in eggnog? I, I assume so. Yeah, I, I, I don't think know. There is. I think there is, yeah. I, yeah. It's alcoholic as well, it is, isn't it? Yeah, I, yeah. I looked up how to make it they think like, uh, or, or can you buy it or whatever. Come I did on, that is, too. This is not worth my time. <laughs> okay. Do you see how much sugar's in it? Like, yeah. Like four it looks quite nice. It, it looks like a melted down Milky Bar Crusher. But it wouldn't taste like that. Mm. No. Yeah, not worth my hustle, I don't think. Huh. The only thing I can try and attribute in my mind is, does, I wonder if it tastes like, you know those custard tarts you can get? There's like egg custard nice. tarts. They're like egg custard. Uh, yeah. I wonder if it's like a liquid version of that. I'd be loving that. It's kind of like spicy, but eggy, but yeah, weird. Probably seeing that again. Yeah. <laughs> um, Christmas pantomime. Yeah. Are you so we... frequenting a pantomime? Yeah, so our so our um, my my men with a my my men with our regimented Christmas traditions. It used to be, it used to be on Christmas Eve we'd have to go to a Christigal service, and it just got to a point of well, I, it, we it, we went to our old local one, which was held by a reverend. We was a bit jokey. You could like we're not. I'm not religious. Most of our my family isn't religious really, but he was it, a good crap man. Yeah, he was a good crack. He had a good laugh. He made it fun. He made it bearable. And then we went back um, one year with this new reverend, and it was this woman. And oh, my so god! And my okay. god! And my god! Was she intense? Like literally to the point of where she quite aggressively said, "Shh, if you go quiet, you can hear the angels." And like, <laughs> like, and I just said, I just like literally simultaneous, and um, me and my brothers and my dad looked at my mum and went. This is our last year. <laughs> and ever since then, we've done uh, Christmas pantomime on uh, Christmas Eve every year. Um, which Similar, is I guess. Yeah, what? good luck. Half Between time, you half... or you go and watch one? <laughs> no, we all go, we, we all go together. We, we all go together and watch the pantomime. Half time ice cream. Um, and, uh, yeah. yeah. If, Alex, if Alex gets quiet, I'm going to assume his mum walks past his room. The amount of smack he's talked in her direction today. It's not She's smack. going to have him on a plate. Hey, I, I'm. I, it's no smack. She, she, she. It was her alternative for the her, her idea. She understood that we all turned around and went, "That's us done. We're out of it." <laughs> but yeah, it was always that quite funny thing as well because you could assess the Chris Dingle service is a good gauge of how ridiculous health and safety has got through the years because it started off with a candle in the orange and then it changed to a candle but not lighting the candle until one particular moment and then and then no lighting of the candle and then glow sticks and then the glow Ghost. stick and then it yeah, yeah, yeah. and then and then you start yeah. to get in and then and then it started to get assessed that having sweets on the Christingle wasn't good for people's health so the the sweets got taken off the Christingle so sign of the times the Christingle service cancelled oh. Christingle services have been cancelled 2020 don't get that down a cafe gas I'll be throwing wine down your throat <laughs> <laughs> 
He's only six. Did don't it? worry about that. That's fine. <laughs> Come back Did any again. of you have to play the donkey in a your Christmas play at school? I oh uh, no, I, I was, was the ox. Just... Here we go. What? I've been waiting. The ox. I yeah, that was, I was an ox. He was Christmas on play. So you were a fancy, <laughs> you were a fa- fancy donkey, basically. Okay, yeah, I gotta say, I'm pretty sure oh, that was. Oh. I don't think it's the fancy donkey. I think it was, oh, was the, it the donkey. Didn't get, the I, I, I think it was more along the lines of the kid who wanted to get the donkey. We've got to give him something to keep him happy. Roll. <laughs> but we're not giving him much speaking. The, uh, we know what Luke's about to say. Here we go. Purple king. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> you were one of the wise. You were one of the wise men. Yeah, and then later went on in uh, my last year of school to be the headline act in the school play. So. Uh, the uh, king again. I, I, I had a they hideous royalty in me. <laughs> I had uh, I had a hideous experience with because um, uh, I played the wise man one of the years as well, and my wise man outfit um, it made me itch horrendously. It was so bloody itchy, and all you can see on my mum's video recording of the play is me just sat there itching like I've got the bloody plague all the way through because I was too nervous to say, because we'd done rehearsals with the outfit, but I was too nervous a kid to say anything. <laughs> when it came to it, I was just there, like, literally, like, what is wrong with this kid? He's just, like, itching. He's got chicken pox. So it wasn't just the outfit. I thought Jack was going to say he'd be in the donkey. No no slots on you, Jack, just... Uh... No, no. I was pretty naughty at primary school. I wasn't really allowed to do much. Yes, you were, Jack. Yes, you were. Yes, you were, Jack. No, not changing. So what? So Alex thing, was rewarded by being an ox. <laughs> I well, I don't. I think. Well, I think. I think Jack. So this, like my, I don't think I. All of my roles in the Christmas play were pre pre year three, and Jack, you didn't come along until year three. I'm pretty sure. That's right. Yeah, joining year three. Yeah, yeah. I still, I, I still, my standout memory of you in primary school is when Liverpool. Uh, when Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea, when, when Chelsea lost to Liverpool, and there was that controversial goal line goal line decision, and you came, you were the only Chelsea fan in school, and I saw you outside the gate. You stormed, you came towards me with a newspaper which showed an aerial shot of the ball not being over the line. You already had tears on your face because you already knew what was coming. The passion, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> the passion, the passion in your face, and you, you stormed up to me and said, "I'm going to show every fucking kid in this school this newspaper." And I was like, uh, and then you. Just Stormed in there, <laughs> and, and so I should have because I just, as a young age, I showed my moral fibre there by not. <laughs> I respected you. I've respected you since that I, moment because he was brave. Because it was all United and Liverpool fans in that school. All United and Liverpool fans. What we got there, mate? Oh, hello, the Purple King. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Christ. that's a good outfit. That. Did they let you keep hey. it? Prestigious, Alex. You gonna ever wear that to a fancy dress party? Remake it. Don't think it'd fit on my wrist these days. <laughs> anyway, what else have we got? Only a couple left. Sport on TV. Hopefully that doesn't get taken away from us. The yeah. darts included, which Alex still turns his nose up at. Not a sport. I actually like sport on TV, but this year we've got an absolutely horrible run of games. So it could really, really ruin my Christmas. Come on. Didn't you have like three 
bottom half teams and said you had the hardest start to the season. So your awful run of games probably well, we've got is just a you, standard run of games. You Boxing Day, then we got Leicester, then we got City. That's a hard game. Leicester and City. That's not <laughs> Leicester City. Luke's right. It's not a hard game, but the consequences if you do lose it are probably the most. I'm going to gloat it going up to 12. Ask the No, ask the (laughs) We're the run enders. So if any team's on a bad run of form, they play us and then they beat us. It just happens. Like Bournemouth last season, Everton, Everton this season. It's charitable like that. It's just nice. it's just so shit. Like West Ham, I guarantee you West Ham beat us tonight. I will literally put money on it. Watch, watch the darts this Christmas, Alex, and I'll hook you. Darts is great. And if uh, if, if the darts it. get stopped, then uh, I, right. bet the tri- I bet triathlons will still be allowed to go ahead because they're only stopping elite sport. <laughs> Hobbies, you can probably you can have a run around in your park, so you'll probably be safe. Have a little swim in the brook. You want to jump in a lake? That's your business. <laughs> no, this time of year. Um, says three left on here. So, snow. Does anyone like snow these days? Fucking love hindrance. Snow. Literally, uh, I, I promise myself I won't do it. But every time that I see like a Daily Express or a Daily Star Facebook ad saying "coldest winter on record, white Christmas guaranteed," I will always click on it, knowing full well it's going to be the northern tip of Scotland. Is getting snow. I know if, it every um, time, but I'll always if, it. if Elf was realistic, they would have been pelted with pieces of ice and not snowballs. When they get hit with these ones that just break on him instantly, they would have been squished like this by those kids at school and then pelted at them. I've seen Buddy be up from Onslaught. The snowballs thrown at school, you'd be surprised if they did break. But literally, you had like little sweatshop of compactors like just making Carnage. them as hard as they possibly can or hiding rocks in the middle of them or something stupid like that. You it's said like about um, Buddy being done for manslaughter. Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. I dread to think of what he'd have grown up to become. <laughs> Ho- he'd be, become sore from Jigsaw. Well, Home Alone 2 is different. Sure, Jigsaw from Saw. He, he could quite actively hide and he instead goes looking for them <laughs> to do them damage. <laughs> he went on the offensive, he flips it. <laughs> <laughs> Offence is the best form of defence. Exactly. Um, ice skating, is that a Christmassy thing for you? I've done it a few years. Uh, it, like, I did it a couple of years. It's never really gone too well because my dad's normally done his back in, so he's been off the cards. I was always... See- Guys going on dates over there like with girls, and it's like you're looking like a complete twat on your first date. <laughs> <laughs> Alternatively, you could stay in and watch Elf. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. which would you do? <laughs> I'd rather ice skate in September than watch Elf in September. <laughs> I do. I always think at ice skate, you've got there's always whenever you go, whatever time slot you've got, or whatever ice ring it is, there's always that one guy. He was skating around the ring. He thinks he's literally from like a pro. And in that moment, what you want to turn into is I, Tonya, from like Tonya for the American Ice Skipper and break his legs. But he does it anyway. Does it anyway. Because I remember... from Alex, though. I, I remember one year, went along. Short and, action, and there was that there was that guy on the ice ring going around and it was a bit, <laughs> mel- it was a bit too warm. So it was a bit melted. 
and he absolutely bailed into this massive pool of water, got up and was an absolute mess, had to be escorted off the ice. It was so satisfying <laughs> to watch. So, yeah, so you embarrass yourself, get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, think, uh, I think you missed TK, say Alex, that uh, you could just let Sean on the ice. <laughs> that might have track record. Oh, to think. Should have had him on here, really, just to tell that tale. Save it for a rainy day. Um, also got mistletoe on here. I can. That's an Alex move, isn't it? Pulling some mistletoe oh, out sure. of his pocket. Yeah. Never, n- never, yeah. never have had a kiss under a mistletoe. Never. I'm not having it. Doesn't mean you haven't tried. <laughs> no, can't say I've tried. It. Can't say there's never been. There's never been a scenario where there's been like a mistletoe in a doorway at like a Christmas party. That's never happened. Uh, like as, as far as I'm concerned, mistletoe is a myth. I've never actually seen it. <laughs> I said you were gonna. I said you were gonna carry it around with you. Just you always, put, ooh, always get those creeps carrying around and hold it above the head. <laughs> yeah, they take it around Christmas. There'd be that those few girls that would take that those few girls that you really wouldn't want to have the mistletoe, and they were walking around with it like that. You know what about TK? <laughs> <laughs> TK got some repressed memories. Your <laughs> friends in TK, share aloud. Yeah, gone awfully, he's gone awfully quiet after you've said that. Um, <laughs> Dark, that obviously it enough. Should see the other night? <laughs> the last, the last one on the list was uh, an excuse to drink early, and I don't truly know it's Christmas till I've seen a picture of TK in front of his TV with a can of Stella or something <laughs> awful like that. Stella's about seven. Have you known? A picture of TK smirking in front of the date on his TV at about seven in the morning with a kind of Stella. <laughs> Merry Christmas, just, boys. Just so Sean can't ask him to uh, prove the date. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's that's all out on my list. Is there anything that we've missed that makes you feel particularly Christmassy? Alex, I'll go to you. Best Christmas present you've ever had. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, really, really young. I got, I was that kid who got the big red fire engine. That is like the staple of a Christmas present in my mind, that a big red fire engine as a kid, that's the best present I've ever got. Jack? I think the most excited, like, don't get me wrong, I'm excited now when I open good presents. The one that really sticks out in my mind was when I got my first PlayStation 1, the big like grey boxy thing that had Colin McRae rally on it and it was fucking <laughs> wicked and I was like so over the moon and I still remember as well the PS2 the blue box that came in so those two stand out in my mind I think Anyone for you TK? I was going to go with the PS1 as well actually but I had the uh, slight next one the small white one mm. I didn't get on the big grey one in time so I got on that one Nice I think it's I later think... for me when I got a laptop and I could finally start playing Football Manager more. <laughs> that was a life-changing present, that. <laughs> Alex, worst present you ever got? Fingerless gloves from a mum. <laughs> <laughs> Your poor mother. I was the one who kept it on the low, though. <laughs> Jack, what about you? I don't know about worse presents, but like, there's nothing worse than someone 
getting you something kind of like what you asked for because you feel bad that you can't go and buy the actual thing you wanted because you feel guilty or it's a waste of money now that you've got something kind of similar. Like, say you wanted specific headphones and someone got you the wrong type. <laughs> That's like such a big purchase to then have to go and rebuy. But if they're not right, they're not right. It's kind of just little things like that. I don't have a specific. But so you're just... a spoiled brat, basically. You're a spoiled <laughs> brat. If I ask for something, it's because I want it. TK, is there a worst one for you? Uh, maybe worse in that I felt, it was twofold. I guess I felt kind of bad. And also it was kind of like a shot at me. I, uh, I only had an Xbox, but I got bought an Xbox 360 game by someone. I was like, oh, okay, what can I do with this? <laughs> so obviously I felt super, so I had to be grateful whilst I was actually being very ungrateful. Whilst I was having, having it rubbed in my face, that, oh yeah, you don't actually have this. It's like, still on the old one. That's a kind of parent ploy, isn't it? Where they give you like an Xbox 360 game, or well, what are you going to play it on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're there actually waiting for this 360 to be unveiled. The second bit was never forthcoming. Just the first bit. <laughs> Christmas ruined. <laughs> well, there we go. I think that just about does us. And they're just taking the knee in the Chelsea game. I've had a text from Steve saying he's going to have a word with Jack later when uh, Jared Bowen outclasses Mason Mount. Mm. So you've got that to look forward to. I actually know to. more West Ham fans personally than I do Chelsea fans. That's just fucking terrible. <laughs> Well, there we go. I was hoping Troy might be able to make an appearance here, but he wasn't able to. So, uh, ah, no Christmas, Troy. Damn shame. But anyway, thanks again for listening to another Christmas edition of the Spitballing Pod. We will be back sometime in the next week, I think. Myself and Rory will drop our annual uh, end of year UFC roundup. And then we'll be back, I assume. 4th of January. Sound good to you, Free? Sounds about yeah, right. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. 4th of January there. And then we'll bring the Movie Madness podcast back on the 7th of January. And if you want something in between, January the 1st, our interview of Chad Stahelski, the director of John Wick, will drop. So plenty still over Christmas. But anyway, thanks again. We'll be back. Merry Christmas. Goodbye. <laughs>